0: Hello and welcome, you found the Inspired Astrology Podcast. This is brought to you by Ursa Day Healing Arts. I'm your host, Lauren K. Hickman. I put out an episode every new and full moon, and I produce a moon mailer, and you can sign up for that on my website, ursaday.us. I am an intuitive Reiki practitioner and spiritual counselor. I utilize astrology and other metaphysical tools to support you on your journey and helping you to feel inspired to be the fullest version of yourself that you can be. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to share and subscribe if you're inspired to do so. You can find me on Instagram at ursiday.us. That's U-R-S-I-D-A-E dot
1: You say you got a heavy heart. You say you got a heavy heart. It's hard for you to start carrying your heavy old heart. You say you got a heavy load. You say you got a heavy load. Walking down the road carrying your heavy old heart. And you sure don't know where you're going, you sure don't know where you're going, you sure don't know where you're going. But I say the sun don't know when it's glowing, a flower don't know when it's growing. A river don't know when it's flowing. You're doing better than you know. You're doing better than you know. That is a song by Jeffrey Lewis called
0: Heavy Heart. It feels very appropriate for this Sagittarius full moon. Coming up on Tuesday. You're on an adventure and you don't even know it. Because when you're in something, there's limited perspective. You are player one in the video game that is your life. Not unlike video games, you can only see what's available to you within a framework. Right? More is revealed as you make choices and take the next step. When we hesitate, we might find ourselves stuck on the same screen with little annoying characters coming about. Or worse, we're just in the forest, frozen-footed, unsure of the next steps. Faith. Faith. Is that breeze of affirmation? It's that glint in the water, the feeling in your chest that puts you at ease, lets you know it's okay to not know. When we when we see and we can rest in the unknowing, we can feel nudged towards the next step. And for some of us, there's always a hesitation. There's always a regret. Always a longing for a story that is not yours to be written. Things happen as they did because there was no other way for it to have worked out. I'm going to read that again. Things happen as they did because there was no other way for it to have worked out. Just as the universe conspired through time, generations, thousands, hundreds of thousands, and yes, billions of years to bring you, me, we, all this into existence. So we have to have some faith, some inkling of trust that there's some divine understanding or unfolding that is happening that's well beyond our viewpoint. Somewhere outside the screen, down the road, maybe hundreds of choices ahead of us. You know, I'm not convinced that humans aren't all that different from ants. Ants, bees, whatever, any social creature, create a complex organization to accommodate the needs of the species. They go about doing what seems like mindless meandering, each an individual that somehow collectively adds to the bigger community. And they're not trying. (laughs) They're just being. So the difference between ants and humans is vast. However, I doubt ants are neurotic and self-effacing as we humans are. Yes, ants can be mean. (laughs) And I'm not saying ants are the greatest ever. I'm just saying they do a thing because it's the thing to do. We humans hem and haw and frustrate and question our choices. (sighs) but we also have this simultaneously astounding and devastating self-awareness. If we could find a way to embrace and accept ourselves fully, to stand in our own shoes and feel motivated by the things we love while holding ourselves accountable to our neighbors, our culture, our society, life would look a lot different. I want you to give yourself permission, this full moon, to not know. Perhaps the space made available by that will give you guidance and help you to see what it is that you do want. What do you want? Your body knows. Sometimes we get in the way of perceiving those feelings of knowing what it is that we want. Because we have filters and perceptions and the stories and enculturation that keep us from knowing we have like gauze in front of our eyes. What are we supposed to want? What does everybody else want? What am I supposed to want? Supposed to. What is that? Expectations. Doing the same thing that everyone else has done before us it's not helpful look where we've gotten with those choices look at the world that is crumbling around us as a new one is yet to be born let's do it different right so the sun in gemini how's your gemini season been going how has this been have you been busy have you been running around? Do you have 10,000 things that you're jungling? Do you, are you making lists? Are you writing? Are you talking on the phone? Are you communicating? Are you quiet? Are you going inside? you trying to find that balance between the inner self and the outer self? Are you self-reflecting? Do you do any traveling? Hang out with any kids? Did you play with your inner kid? So I'd love to say that this is like such an optimistic and external moon. Everything is in the mid heaven in the um, upper quadrant of the chart from here in Milwaukee. Um, and that usually gives sort of an extroverted energy about it. Um, but that is not what I tapped into. Um, I'll get into this conversation briefly and then we'll, we'll move into, um, this festival of um, humans of goodwill, right? So earlier this week, I made a post about um, abandoning esotericism. And this was a big revelation for me. Um, You know, I've been going through some big departures myself um, from the way I've done things before. I am certainly in my own kind of transformative, transpersonal experience for myself and just trying to figure out the path ahead as I reflect on the path behind me. And the word esoteric, which is something I've always associated my studies with, the metaphysical, the occult, but the word esoteric has been grinding on me quite a bit. Um, You know, as someone who has identified with as a student of esoteric astrology, in the pursuit of of seeing the soul self more in the charts and using the charts as guidance as tools to help people to love themselves more to help to see ourselves as part of something bigger and greater than the self right that that we're all one right think about the microbiome of your body the billions and billions of cells and organisms and everything that makes up you like you are a galaxy And atoms have more space than they do substance. So essentially, I am the computer I'm talking in. I am the desk that I'm leaning on. And it's perception, right? Perspective is what Gemini season is about. The Gem and I, Gemini. And perspective is crucial in the way that we adapt to reality, in the way that we shape our experience. And it shifts as it should. The word esoteric means to only be understood by the few. That is not what I want. The word exoteric means that it can be adapted and assimilated by the many. Exo, external. And if gatekeepers and guardians of information tend to hold on to the good stuff, right? Keeping it behind locked doors. We're going to have another library at Alexandria, right? We're going to have loss of information and wisdom that could benefit the masses on a great scale if only information was shared, distributed openly, right? In the same sentence, the same breath, on the other hand, You know, not everybody's ready to receive information, right? Um, Let's use the January 6th insurrection for an example. You think you could tell those people that Trump didn't win the election if that's what they chose to believe? There's a saying that my, my Reiki master, Joy Renee, would say that you shouldn't cast pearls amongst swine. And I believe that is a a biblical context. Um, You can correct me (laughs) if I'm wrong. Um, But that idea that, you know, if if information is not going to be valued, why share it? There's some truth to that. I think that there is absolutely truth to that. If things are not going to be received, if it's going to go over somebody's head, that means that you have to state it in more simple terms. That's communication, right? Um, it's nuanced. There's a lot of things that I'm trying to say here in a very short amount of time. But to me, it's really important that I I share what I've accrued um, and do that in the best way that I can without trying to hide stuff, right? Or to build a foundation so things can be understood differently. Um, I'm not right <laughs> about everything. Certainly not. Um, but I am a gatherer and I am a teacher. So um, my commitment in removing the term esoteric is to try to keep things as simple, pliable, chewable, (laughs) swallowable as I possibly can. Uh, In the Mary Poppins way of spoonful of sugar will make the medicine go down. All right. So what I tapped into with this um, Sun in Gemini, full moon in Sagittarius, which is one of the first three uh, festivals of the year. Uh, We have Easter, the festival of Christ, the first full moon in Aries season. That's a Libra full moon. Um, That in uh, the Bailey works in the Lucius Trust occultist meditation tradition. Uh, You know that's definitely New Agey as as it can get, um, (laughs) the festival of Christ, you have the festival of Wisak, the Buddha, and then you have the festival of, uh, traditionally it's called the men of goodwill, uh, and, uh, humans of goodwill (laughs) is how I'm always going to say it from now on. But in, in the traditional text, that's where you're going to find it. So in the, Aries season, full moon, the idea is that you get um, some information about what you're supposed to be doing. What's the next step? What is your goal for this year, this 12 cycle season, the zodiac spin, the turn. And then in Taurus season, right, you get some information about community, maybe the meditation, something that uh, that comes together. What is your purpose? What is your plan in it? Um, And then you have the Festival of Humans of Goodwill, which is this perspective piece of understanding um, how you fit into this greater story, this greater journey. Um, I was always told that these downloads happen and it's subconscious or some people actually do know, you know, through their dreams or through their um, awareness. Uh, I am not there yet, Uh, (laughs) uh, but I, I do know that I, you know, committed to graduate school right around the time that uh, the Aries full moon happened to pursue my master's in social work and clinical social work. So I can start um, seeing more people, (laughs) making myself accessible to more people, exoteric. Um, And here we are at the Gemini Sagittarius access point, which is the student and the teacher. community. That's the third house energy of Gemini. Ninth house is about, you know, travel, higher knowledge, institutions, getting the words out. So the sun in Gemini lands in the twelfth house. This full moon, the twelfth house is associated with Pisces and chaos and those things unseen. It's that foggy place between wakefulness and asleepness. So actions become unclear, the sun, our mind and our attention may drift to others in these strange times, the powerless, the children, the people without voices, those cast aside from culture, not included. And rightfully so, we should absolutely be thinking about the greater good, which includes all of us, without exception, every human heart, Everywhere, everywhere, without exception. So perhaps it's time to redirect our attention and our emotions into something meaningful and outside the defined boundary of self, where we can all get so stuck in our own stories and we forget about the bigger picture. So maybe this full moon, we start to see ourselves as part of something bigger. The moon in Sagittarius, right? That's the opposition sun and moon sits in the position of service and right action in this chart. The sun and moon are square to Neptune, creating a hazy blur between both luminaries. The sun can become low energy or highly combustible in this energy. Um, There's this energy with Mars that like, it can be like hot action or can like turn into low grade depression. It can get like, kind of like sad. So ambition and goals fueled by idealism, right? Because Neptune is involved with the sun and moon, this chart and limited by the length of a day and a human battery. So the moon may benefit or perpetuate the cycle with the daydream delusional quality of resurfacing old perce- or perspectives that may fuel current circumstances as we check out and overanalyze the options or we relive the dialogues. Fortunately, Jupiter in Aries, followed by the connection of Chiron and Mars and the sign of fiery action may assist in burning off the haze of this Neptune square to sun and moon. Jupiter is in Sagittarius and it's affiliated, right? Um, the old words were like rulership, uh, the Kohan or affiliate is uh, what I like to use. So this offers the energy and generosity of entrepreneurial efforts, right? The 10th house, top of the chart, or uh, helping to clarify the road ahead. This courageous energy of this moon may light the path ahead and give you permission to be your full and whole self, right? Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Wouldn't that be great if we got that every day? We get these little micro doses of uh, energies to kind of build this up, I suppose. Uh, There's a saying that uh, Zeus, which is the other name for Jupiter, uh, would never appear in human form because if a human was to take in that energy in its full force, they would just burst into fire, combust spontaneously in the state of this magical force, right? All that is. And I I love that analogy because that's, you know, where, where the constellations and the planets come down as these like, uh, energy transformers, right? Like, uh, you know, you downgrade the energy so that it doesn't like burn us up upon (laughs) execution, right? When it shows up. So microdosing on planetary energies, that's a new concept I just came up with. Fun. (laughs) Did anyone ever watch Hannah Gadsby's uh, comedy special on Netflix, Douglas or Nanette? I rewatched Douglas last night. That is absolutely brilliant. So if you're needing something to brilliant it up using some of that Gemini Sag energy at the end of this season, um, I would highly recommend uh, Douglas by Hannah Gadsby, the Canadian. Okay, so here we go. Back to the report. Um, Self-worth is this, um, this huge part of this particular makeup because of Chiron being in Aries that, you know, currently if you're, you know, 48, 49, 50, 51, you know, right around that area, uh, you'll be having a Chiron return. And for those of us who are not yet that age, it's coming for you. It's coming. Okay. (laughs) But um, those dealing with the Chiron return in Aries, it means this is, this is about, you know, real reconciliation and feeling valuable, feeling like you deserve this earth. And for all of us collectively, this, this time where Chiron and Mars are connected, um, we have to understand that self-worth is not this conflated, overegoic confidence like the star quarterback in high school exudes, right? We've all dealt with these type of people. It's this like, you know, This like outgoing, extroverted, very American version of confidence. Just say it loud enough and people think you know what you're talking about, right? This is the kind of self-worth that provides you a sense of worthiness and being in a body, being a human being and being and fulfilling your role in the cosmic spiral dance of existence. Chiron and Mars Aid in individual and collective self-worth. Not denying who we are, owning who we are. And the influence of the Taurus stellium in this chart kind of gives for permission to feel pleasure and to be in your body and to take as much time as you need to make the next step. Jupiter in Aries is just asking you to take a step. The search for self and our identity within the collective and for your own future, right? This is, you know, it's both, both and. You you still get to be an individual within a whole. <laughs> it's just being less attached, right? So who we see ourselves as and what we want and how we'll be remembered is emphasized this full moon. And you make Take some time for journaling, reflecting, looking back, honoring how far you've journeyed, and taking a moment to check the map to see if you're lost or if you just took a side trail, right? The Gemini Sagittarius axis honors the relationship and the fusion between the student and the teacher. Perhaps sinking into your personal childhood mythology and seeing where you can offer your smaller self the wisdom you may have needed then, that you've acquired since. It's really challenging for me to not approach the topic of violence and our culture with Mars being in Aries. We all contain it individually. We all have aggression the Martian quality to be right or to fight or to react rather than reflect when our wounds, our insecurities are revealed, right? We we get vulnerable and it's scary. So we fight. You know, how much is our ego involved with that fear and with that vulnerability? They're going to know who I am. They're going to see me for what I am. So, the energy of this moon is providing powerful healing potential in our pursuit of individual self worth. And by feeling that for yourself, you can inspire others, you can create a collective sense of worthiness. If we indulge in escapist tendencies to check out, thanks, Neptune. If we tune out, we not deal with, we're not reflecting on the more festering of these resentments. And if we're unwilling to sit with our pain, Personally, how are we not gonna, how are we ever gonna do it collectively? How can we make new strides, more mature choices with such little self-reflection? So Mars in Aries equates to violence and superficial or surface value as astrological interpretation. But you know, I really believe if channeled usefully in this aspect to Chiron, the collective wound, a great Great healing can occur, a radical healing. So what we can do with that personally, taking it in, right, is just forgiving yourself. Maybe that's the words that you need. Shifting perspective, asking someone else for their perspective on a circumstance that you feel clouded by. Um, Taking a breath. It's Gemini season after all the air, feel the breeze back in your skin. It's really easy to frenetically jump around, jump about into potential futures, right? Sagittarius shooting its arrows in all directions, not worried about where it's going to land. It's the act of shooting itself. That's the gift. That's the faith, that leap of faith to take the next step. So I hope this full moon blesses you with all of its energy and potential and that you're taking very, very good care of yourself. This is Ursa Day signing off. This is the Inspired Astrology Podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren K. Hickman. You can find me on Instagram at ursaday.us or my website, which is being rebuilt this week. And there's some new info on there, some rebranding and naming of offerings. Um, just an extension of my heart to yours in this creative process and trying to be an entrepreneur and a healer at the same time. Uh if someone wants to take over my marketing and do that for me, that'd be great. <laughs> Teasing a little bit there. Just um really grateful always for this opportunity to be of service and thank you for taking time to listen. Um feel free to uh find me online, check in, give me some feedback, um, you know, follow, share, subscribe, do, do what you can. If, if this work is meaningful to you, like pass it on. Right. Um, I'm just so grateful for your ears for a little while. So I hope that you, um, stay inspired, stay healthy, take good care of yourself. And you've been listening to the Inspired Astrology Podcast with Lauren K. Hickman. This is brought to you by Ursa Day Healing Arts. Um, This is my service. I have a studio here in Milwaukee in the Bayview area at Lincoln Warehouse. I've been seeing clients since 2013 and have been practicing traditional Yusui Reiki in the Reiki Plus lineage for over 20 years. I work at the level three practitioner and use a specialized technique handed down through my lineage that I call the transformer. It's a two hour session that includes astrological insight intuitive counsel as well as working with the subconscious and helping to break up old patterns of behavior within the cells of your body and the emotional physical spiritual and wholeness of yourself Uh, the transformer sessions are my signature service i do see people online for distance reiki it's called absentia Uh, you can uh Find me on my website and get some more information about that at www.ursiday.us And thank you so much for joining me. You can donate to this work through the app that you're on, uh, through Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get this uh, audio from. You can donate at Venmo to my personal account, Lauren K. Hickman. Um, And of course, I have a monthly $5 offering, which helps me to produce this material without ads that is called Dragon Dana. Dana is a Sanskrit word for offering. And I really appreciate all that you do to support this work and to help amplify my voice in the hopes that it might reach someone who really needs to hear this information. Thank you so much for this opportunity to be of service. Stay inspired.